Hello and thanks for joining us. Uh, today and tomorrow and also on Thursday we will have an afternoon lesson between 12 and 13 Israel time. And immediately after the lesson it will be uploaded to the archive Kabbalah Media. The lesson is for men and women. Anyone who can, we recommend you to connect to the Arvut system so you can ask questions and that we'll be able to see you live on broadcast. If you go into your tens room and you see that you're less than four friends, we're asking you to move together to specially dedicated rooms per language where you can all be together and we can see you. The rooms are in Hebrew, Heb 1, 2, and 3, in English, Ing 1, 2, and 3, in Spanish, Spa, and in Russian, Rus 1, 2, and 3, same for women, starting with W. Today we're going to study letter number 5 by Bala Sulam, Rav, a few words. Yeah. I'm nonetheless asking you to connect the way Owen asks you to, to fill the rooms, and then we will be able to see more friends on the lesson. I'm very happy that there are many friends and that we're filling our plasma, our TV screens with it. And as you know, we are reading letters by Bala Sulam. These are non-simple letters because they have much depth and it's not at once that a person that reads understands what is it about. But uh, gradually, bit by bit, we'll go over them several times. This time once, and sometime another, again, and maybe even again. And that's how I remember myself. After some time, the letter becomes clearer and clearer. And we start understanding what does he want to tell his friends, uh, the friends that he wrote, his friends that he wrote, his students, and for it to become clearer to us. So let's start reading, please. Now, don't be sorry about maybe not understanding something or that maybe we didn't complete the letter because maybe it's long and difficult. But every word, every sentence, it works on us and advances us. Please, Owen. Balasulam, Letter number five. To my soulmate, may his candle burn forever. What you implied in your last letter, that I hide my face from you and regard you as an enemy, your intention is as one who hears his disgrace but keep silent, and that I'm not sharing the burden with my friends or care at all about my friends' pains. I admit that you're right about that. I do not feel those pains that you feel whatsoever. On the contrary, 
I rejoice in those revealed corruptions and the ones that are being revealed. Meaning, what goes on here? There is a student friend that feels that no matter how much he's studying, or the more he studies, the more confused he gets. That he really has no idea where he is, he can't correctly interpret what he hears. He doesn't see anything good happening on the way and feels some pain, confusion, and he can't explain it in any way. He can't give a proper excuse as if he is not studying correctly or he's not studying the, the right wisdom. He can't justify himself nor his teacher, Balasulam, nor the path that he's advancing on. And therefore, he's full of queries and complaints. And besides, it seems to him that the more he suffers, the more his teacher, Balasulam, rejoices it and feels it as something of the ordinary. That how can you look at a friend, that a student, that way that he's suffering, and his teacher is calm about it, about all the suffering that the student feels. So Bala Sulam says about that, that all the more I rejoice in those revealed corruption and the ones that are being revealed. How is that possible? It's inhumane that the teacher looks at how the student suffers and he's glad about it, he rejoices it. I do, however, regret and complain about the corruption, about the corruptions that have still not appeared, but which are destined to appear, for a hidden corruption is hopeless. And its surfacing is a great salvation from heaven. The rule is that one does not give what he does not have. Hence, If it has appeared now, there is no doubt that it was here to begin with, but was hidden. Meaning that which needs to be revealed will be revealed, and that which isn't yet is standing in line to be revealed. Therefore, we need to be ready that the corruptions will become ever more revealed and we only need to set ourselves correctly toward the goal. This is why I'm happy when they come out of their holes because when you cast your eye on them, they become a pile of bones. But I do not settle for it even for a moment as I know that those who are with us are more numerous than those who are with them, meaning that I know that it's supposed to be revealed, and I'm going forward, and I'm willing to accept them, their revelation, and I continue on my path toward the same goal. 
But weakness stretches time, and those contemptible ants are hidden, and their place is unknown. The sages say about this, the fool folds his hands and eats his own flesh. Meaning that the problem is that if these disturbances that a person feels on the way that they help him, that they help him advance, then that's good. And if he can't overcome them, he's lazy actually, that's the reason, then he is called a fool who sits with his arms crossed and eats his own flesh. And by that he cancels everything that the Creator does for him. And the Creator, of course, He reveals all those corruptions that exist in each of us since the shattering of the vessel of Adam Rishon that we need to overcome each and every one of them. Moses let down his hands, but when Moses lifts his hands of faith, all that should appear promptly appears, and then Israel triumphs in all the mighty hand and in all the great terror. Meaning, we really need to lift our hands, not to lift our hands like giving up, no, but in order to attack all those disturbances on the way and thus to advance and also to understand that all these things were prepared for us by the Creator so that in our struggle with all the disturbances we'll be able to advance toward Him. This is the meaning of whatever you find that your hands can do by your strength to. When the cup is full, the verse, the wicked are overthrown, comes true. And then when the wicked are lost, light and gladness come to the world, and then they are gone. Meaning, if a person goes above all these disturbances, and breaks through all the disturbances and goes forward, and eventually he comes to the goal, and only this way. I remember discussing similarly with you on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the Jewish year. Uh, you shared with me very sad things that you saw that morning during the service prayer. I was filled with joy before you, and you asked me, why this joy? I replied to you the same, that when buried wicked appear, although they have not been fully conquered, their very appearance is regarded as a great salvation and cause the Gdusha of the day. Meaning that if a person feels that he has many disturbances, then first of all, it is a sign that he is ready to overcome them, that he has the powers, the foundation with which he can overcome all of these disturbances and continue. Otherwise, 
these disturbances would have not appeared before me. And therefore, man needs to actually be happy that he has different disturbances and queries and problems that he doesn't feel and why all that, etc., etc. If he shuts his eyes and goes forward, then he succeeds. And what you wrote me, that you cannot prefer the son of the loved one over the firstborn son of the hated one, I spoke to you many times about it face to face, that the place of faith is called bull pit or hole, and the filling of faith is called be'el, well, of living waters. Or, more precisely, life. It is not as the nature of ordinary water that when some water is missing, the well still stands meaning that this well has the nature of animals and nothing more. Rather, all its parts are organs on which the soul depends. Puncturing them in any way causes the entire animate level to die and disappear. This is the meaning of they have forsaken me, the source of living water, to hew them out broken broken holes that cannot hold the water. Meaning there's nothing to add here but that the difference between the bull and the be'el, the well, and the pit hole, the difference between good and malicious waters and good waters are only man's attitude. The way he relates to what none else besides him sets before him. Although there is no deficiency in the water, there is some deficiency in the well, so it is completely broken. Certainly, beyond any doubt that it will not hold the water in it. This is what the Prophet implies in the name of the Creator. And this is true. Kabbalah, for anyone who is wise and understands with his own mind. If you do not understand, go forth and examine, and then you too will be wise and understanding with your own mind. That you will understand that all the problems that are ahead of you on the spiritual path, you need to solve them, resolve them through adhesion to the Creator that no matter what problem comes, you try to be ever more adhered to the Creator because this is actually what He set before you as the means for adhesion. And when you overcome that means, that disturbance, in mind, in heart, in confusions, in anything and everything, then precisely upon that do you come closer to the problem. Yeah. What you wrote me at the end of your letter, that you would like me to sound my pleasant voice to you, 
Since for me it is no labor at all to delight a bitter soul from its hardships. For a heart filled with love sweetens them at their root, the root of all pleasantness. I will reply to you in brief that there is a time for everything. You evidently saw that in my first letter I wrote you and inscribed a very nice thing for its time. Rejoicing the heart of God and men, interpreting the true meaning of they will be satiated and delighted by your kindness, examined there, for it is true, and its end will be pleasant to every palate, longing for true words. Well, this is a bit harder to to explain because here he brings sources, other sources. But again, it's the same matter that the Creator gives good and things that are necessary for our spiritual advancement in order for us to connect to Him more and more. And that's how we need to understand that in us not agreeing, not wanting them, and that it's unaccepted by our ego, that's true. That's how it's supposed to be, because the matter is, our entire advancement is above the ego, upon it, despite it. And therefore, we only need to continue patiently. There's nothing further here that can be done. French. French, please. French. Bonjour, Rav. Bonjour. Et pourquoi la révélation de ces corruptions est tellement redoutée et ça fait peur et nous empêche de travailler correctement? Why do we sometimes feel fear of the revelation of evil and corruptions and that prevents our advancement? Sure, we're afraid, we don't want to, we get mad at it because we lack the strength to overcome the disturbances. But we need to be together with the friends and to leap to the Creator for Him to help us, otherwise we will fall. And so we have no choice. This way we need to work. This way we need to go through all those obstacles that the Creator sets on our path. We need to precisely rise above them. These are those degrees upon which, upon each of which we climb and ascend, and the Creator he puts further degrees and ascents, and that's how we climb until we reach Him. And it's unpleasant, and not good, not easy, and we need to nonetheless do it, and to do it gladly. Because all in all, by that, we reach Him. Kiev one. How 
How is it possible to better grasp Rav's words for it to strengthen us in times of the revelation of evil? Only through our daily studies and connection with the friends. There are no other means to study and society. He uses beautiful language in these letters. These are like Kabbalistic masterpieces. It seems like Balasulam, he wrote it for us. How do Kabbalists approach such letters when they write them? A Kabbalist feels the human nature and feels how he needs to approach it with love, patience, and therefore that's how it comes out. You too. If you, from the bottom of your heart, will turn to the friends, you will feel that they too understand your attitude toward them. Internet. Shalom Rav, Shalot Mi Gvarim Nashim. Mi Woman Hebrew, Shoel. Woman Hebrew. When is it allowed for the teacher to help? The teacher knows. I don't have any other answer here. The teacher knows when to help and how to help. Sometimes the teacher says some strong, unpleasant words. Sometimes he encourages a person and says that he's okay, he's good, he's smart. It all depends on the measure that you can tell something to a person in order to awaken him and pull him forward or push him forward. That's it. The teacher has no other goal but to push each and every one forward. And therefore, that's how we need to see the different states and please. Woman Moscow 4. It says that they're more with us than with them. What is Bala Sulam talking about here? Uh, to us, it's not important because he wrote it for his time. How do we attack the disturbances? We attack the disturbances by attacking. But I don't want to accept that there is some kind of disturbance now, but first and foremost, I keep the order of things, my schedule, the schedule of the studying, the schedule of connecting with the friends, and I don't allow myself to disconnect from it, not even once. Woman PT 25. On the morning lesson, you talked about putting the desires and corporeal lusts. Uh, when do corporeal desires work against the desire? When do you know that there are disturbances? Corporeal distur- uh, desires can disturb when I make them more important 
then spiritual advancement. We need to arrange our things such that what's necessary necessary for our life is what I need to do first. Because as it says, no flower, no Torah. And afterwards, I need as much as possible to cut down, reduce, restrict, limit my corporeal affairs in order to have time to deal with spirituality, to be engaged in spirituality with the friends, with the study, that I will be able to manage everything. And we are living in such a world where it is possible for everyone to be both in the engagements of this world and the engagements of the spiritual world. Woman, Moscow, 20, and 6. What is the elder child of a loved and not loved wife or woman? The elder child, eldest child, is the gist. The main desire is called the eldest child. That's it for now. Thank you. Okay, so let's continue. You see, you see how I can exert to delight you with words of truth at this time. This is what Bala Sulam writes to a student. God forbid that I should sin in delighting you with falsehood like the false prophets during the ruin, for there is no falsehood in my domain at all. You already know that I say about those who draw their disciples to the truth with a web of falsehood and lies or with luxuries, I have never been defiled by their idols and not in those in Jacob's lot. Therefore, All my words are said in truth, and where I cannot disclose the truth, I keep completely silent. So again, he says that what I do, I do only out of the point of truth, and I do not lie to you in anything. You can take these things and accept them as things that you can base yourself on, advance upon toward correction. Do not think that if I were close to you, I would be saying more than in writing. There are many complaints that students have when they're far away, when they speak a different language, when they're not so connected with their teacher and therefore they have no chance to succeed or something that's completely incorrect. The Creator, who is above us all, He takes each and every one into consideration, giving everyone the maximum that He can in order to give a person the opportunity to reach Lishma, to achieve the stole. 
Again, do not think that if I were close to you, I would be saying more than in writing. If I knew that this was so, I would not leave you in the first place. What I said to you is complete truth. Thus, judging by our preparation, you do not need me. And so it is. Do not suspect me that I fabricated untrustworthy words for my own pleasure. That if the teacher hides something from the students, it's in order to help them advance, and not that he's willing to disclose everything and give, because actually by that he robs them of their place of exertion and revelation. When the Creator helps to be rewarded with the end of correction, you will need me very much. And may the Creator grant us this within 12 months. The more we advance, and the more a person understands and feels, then it seems to us that he becomes already a grown-up and can advance on his own. But the truth is that the one, the more one advances, the more he understands how needy he is of a teacher, someone to accompany him, to take him and pull him by the hand. Because that's how he understands that without the great upper, he cannot advance. Kids, they can run around, do whatever they feel like. And they think that it's all ready for them. Um, bigger person understands that there's so many things in the world that he understands nothing about that really becomes more cautious in his advancement and then he demands for his teacher to be as connected as possible to him. That's where he says that the more you advance, the more you will become needy of me. Carmiel. Carmiel. Uh, you practically answered this question, but still. How is the connection between the teacher and the student and the teacher and the student measured? Well, in the meantime, it's pretty simple. To the measure to which the student wants to do everything that the teacher tells him, meaning everything that we learn about, to the measure to which the student wants to implement it, that means that he's connected with his, with his teacher. That's it. Here he writes that we can merit the end of correction within 12 months. Uh, is it really how they plan the work, or is it something else here? No one can do the math. 
calculated, but that's what Balasulam writes him. Why is this what he writes him? I can't say, but that's what he writes, and surely the student doesn't know about it, but that's how it is. When the Creator helps to be rewarded with the end of correction, you will need me very much, and maybe the Creator grant us this within 12 months, for the day is still long, and you are not as sick as I am. The student, he is advancing, and that's why he writes him what he writes. Uh, And then you will see with all your efforts that we will be together for some years since the depth of the work begins primarily at its end. That after we reach all the corrections, then, all in all, we have a corrected clea vessel, and then we start working with the corrected vessel, meaning after the end of correction, that's where the real work starts, with a complete vessel in feeling, understanding, consisting of two, both on part of the student, the Kabbalist, and also on part of the Creator. PT-18. He writes here that according to your preparation, you no longer need me, and that's the truth. My question is, we're in the exact same state, meaning everything that we need to do in order to enter the very first spiritual degree You've already passed on to us. How do we deal with this? How do we help each other? This is what we're learning all the time. Try to connect with the friends and everything you can. And from that, you will discover how much further you need to add in order to connect that way between all of you and the Creator. How... Do we grow stronger and attack by the power of faith? We simply help each other. As it says, they help each other, their friend. That we need to give an example, each to everyone. Darom one. What advice can you give a friend who's experiencing some kind of disturbance? The friends call him. Give him the importance of how important it is to cleave on to Rav, the morning lesson. And he claims that in his state, he can't break loose of it. What other advice can you give him? Continue gently pulling him, gently, so he won't run away completely. And that way to continue. I have elaborated on all that for you because of those that I detected between the lines of your letter. 
You have forgotten the absolute truth that is always in my heart and mouth. But let me promise you that more than you have witnessed the truthfulness of my words thus far, you will evidently see that all my words are forever true and will not change even as a hair's breadth. Also, all the words I wrote you carry a true meaning that will not undergo change but require attention for the time is a time for brevity. what I told you and what I wrote you. But you should accept these things as much as you can and carry on because all in all, only persistence will bring you to victory. Believe that I could not write to you until now the words that are revealed in this letter for reasons that I keep to myself. My gaze is fixed on the goal to make it succeed the most. And this is what surrounds me with a fence of careful guarding over every single word. I know that in I know that in time all my words and conducts toward you will become clear as it is written happy are you vessels who entered in impurity and came out in purity For this is the path of Torah meaning sure we get vessels that need to be corrected. And there's lots of dirt and filth and waste in them, lots of will to receive. And each, how to say, form of the will to receive, but we need to deal with it all and to simply understand that all that depends on us, on our correction, and there's nothing that can be done here. It all comes to us so that in these corrected vessels, actually, we will receive the revelation of the Creator and the upper world. I have grown tired of asking you to write me more and to promise you that in return I will write you often. Each day I sit and wait. Perhaps a word about you from your spiritual life or from your corporeal life will come my way. But there is not a sound. Meaning that he complains that the student does not turn to him, that he's expecting to hear something from his student. 
By the way, this is something that many Kabbalists complain about, that once they go someplace, the students forget about them. Well, not as a forget about them, but they don't find the words to write. Because to simply complain, anyone can just complain. There's enough of that going around. But to really write things to the point, there is nothing to write. Can we ask for the disturbances to be smaller, to pray to the Creator for that? Of course, of course, you can always turn to the Creator and ask that all these disturbances will direct me toward the right things, that I'll turn to the Creator, that I'll ask Him what I need to, because all these disturbances are called helpmate against Him, that actually they can bring me to connection with the Creator. What can you say to justify it? There are no answers here with strong words or with faint words, only answers with dry words uttered in a florid style as though for being overburdened, but you probably do not even understand yourself. And yet I know that time will be better, and then, to the extent that they improve, their open love will grow as well. We have yet to be satiated with eternal love together as a never-ending fountain, satiated and delighted together. For the pleasantness of the Lord is for the complete receiver who feels no satiation. This is why he is called Almighty. Since for those who do this, who do his will, appears an old light and a new light and one unification. This is acquired by keeping Sabbaths and remissions for the world of Yovel. This is the meaning of they left it until morning and it did not rot nor was there any worm worm in it. It is written they will be satiated and delighted by your kindness, as corporeal eating fills the belly by the corporeal measure. Moreover, think that if he works in order to receive, then he fills his vessels only with those things that bring him to death. This is the meaning of 
Pinchas stabbing the spear into her belly while they were attached. Then Pinchas stood and prayed, and the plague stopped. This is why he was rewarded with the anointing oil, although he was not from the descendants of Aaron, for Moses himself told him, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. First it was with a cut Vav, but through the light of Torah it grew long, and my covenant was with him, life and peace together, and by the light of the king's face is life. Well, okay, that's not important to us because it has to do with different marginal matters. So, please, we still have time left for the internet, for people, please, internet. Woman Haifa 5. Would it be true to aspire for correct connection with a teacher and to regret not having many opportunities? That's how it's arranged from above. That you are many, and I'm one, and probably that's correct. Because we're living in a period in which the connection between us, that you reveal as a connection with the Creator, this does everything, covers everything. PT26, what does it mean to be needy of the teacher and dependent on him if the teacher is far and unapproachable um, for the student? What would you do if you were close? What would you do if you were close? Tell me, what can you do? Physically come close, won't help. Talk. You talk anyway, ask, you have an opportunity to ask on every lesson. But it seems to you that you'll get more. Believe me, you won't. Believe me, you won't. It's a shame if that's what you regret, instead of regretting your lack of connection with the friends and creator. The teacher is only a guide. He tells you where to go, but not that he can do more than that instead of you. Woman Moscow 8, if a student needs to be accompanied by the teacher, then we as a group of teachers in the future need to come to the recognition of the truth. When does that happen to us? When you will marry, then it will happen. You need to open books and advance that way. Uh, no. Yeah, sorry, you need to open groups and advance that way. What is that point of truth that he talks about here, Balasulam? The point of truth is the connection between us and the Creator. That through that point, we receive all the knowledge. H10. H10. Okay, we just read Balasalam's letter. These are holy letters. Why are they so holy? What can we take from that for our work in the ten? 
what you heard now, try to keep implement. That's it. Later, when you'll grow, you'll discover in them more. PT6. Bala Sulam wrote this letter a hundred years ago, and he gives tremendous weight to the role of the teacher here. Now we have a very clear tense. The question is, what does the teacher give and what does the ten give? The ten is the place where we realize what we study in the wisdom of Kabbalah, from Bala Sulam, from Rabash, and the teacher, he helps us to acknowledge it, to acknowledge the path. Another question. He wrote about the corruptions, those corruptions that are future to be revealed. What about only in our connection. Only in our connection. Right. Now let's have a short workshop. What does this letter actually talk about? Please. What does this letter actually talk about? Okay, PT6, you will be the focus group. The letter speaks, first of all, about that the more we advance, the more corruptions we will discover between us. And we don't have to get too excited about them when they become revealed, but we need to prepare our connection and by the greatness of our Rav and our connection to overcome them. The disturbances and the destruction is an opportunity. What caught me the most is are the differences in view between the teacher and student that what seems to the student as a corruption, uh, that from the perspective of the teacher, it is the natural flow of things, and he he's happy that that's what happens. And if a student wants to be the creator's partner on the way, he needs to adapt, adopt the point of view of the teacher. Yeah, the discernment that to regret those corruptions that have not yet been revealed because their revelation is actually what gives us an opportunity for correction and the need for building an inner connection between the students and the teacher that this connection is unrelated to a physical connection or whatever it is, but it is an inner connection that the more adhesion there is between them, the more power of faith there is in the student, then accordingly you can follow the teacher. Yeah. Maybe just to add 
a few more impressions from the letter. It beautifully speaks about the unique connection between the teacher and the student and how the student is dependent on the teacher but does not probably, does not appreciate the connection enough and how much the teacher tries to reveal to the student and asks to be in connection with the student. It's really, it's a unique connection between your teacher and you. Yeah, it also caught me that actually if we look at the reality that we live in, then seemingly the student becomes the teacher and at some point you don't need the teacher and on our way we actually in the process understand how needy we will be of the creator the more we advance uh, how much we need him on each and every step stage, moment, etc. And it's good that there are new corruptions. It's a sign for advancement, and you need to be glad. On the one hand, the student complains. On the other hand, the teacher is happy. That it sounds irrational, but that's how it is. And if you continue, then you also get tastes and strength to continue on the way, on the path. I also heard that if a person discovers that he has disturbances, then first of all, he can overcome them. He has the power to overcome, to get into the tan, draw forces from there. He needs to be happy about the revelation and not try and escape what the teacher constantly points to him at. And also to be grateful for this afternoon lesson. I don't know, afternoon, I don't feel time, but uh, it's another point of connection between us and Rav and the world clean. Yeah, to continue the friends, it sounds like if we follow our teachers and our connection, then we're on the right path. Also the matter of joy in the work, that every such thing that's revealed to me, every corruption that is revealed, it is an opportunity to work, it's an opportunity for correction, to make an effort, to pray, to uh, increase the connection with the Creator above the disturbances. It is an opportunity to make an effort, just something that you can't fail in, because it's given to us from the revelation of the corruption. So if we can rejoice that, then our approach is more correct. I don't know if this specifically from the letter, but the opportunity to help each other in the middle of the day, it's uh, really far beyond 
meeting the ten on Zoom, but we really have a gathering of all the ten with the sources, with Rav, with the world Kali. It's really amazing. It changes your entire internality. That's how I feel during the day. Um, there's always this excerpt that I love in this letter where it says that where Bala explains that if he can say the truth, he says it and if he can't, then he doesn't then he's silent it's very interesting you really need great wisdom for it I'm taking the sentence that everything that is in your hands to do, do. There's always a feeling that there's something else that you can add and do in order to get or in order to advance in spirituality. The workshop that we're having now, it really sums up our gathering or get together during the day which is maybe really something that I was missing in the past days that always there's the matter of the ten that together deals with the materials that we studied it's really beneficial, useful it gives a very good feeling thank you one more thing I heard is that man needn't regret anything not to depict uh, not to regret anything but not having enough connection with the friends everything else these are just confusions if to regret anything then it's not having enough connection and turning to the creator it's also felt like we're all one student facing Rav, sitting in front of Rav as one student. The entire world clearly is like one student. What else did we hear? That we need to be together with the friends for the Creator to help us. And also there were many beautiful discernments about the teacher that he knows when to help, he knows how to help, and even when you're far and you don't understand the language, meaning all those forms that the ego draws, it's all a lie. And it all comes in order to... These are all opportunities that the Creator gives us in order for us to cleave on to him more strongly. Thank you, focus group, that by surprise, PT6, you became a focus group. Uh, Rav, we're toward the end. How do you conclude? I think that we nonetheless got something from this letter, and Bala Solamazev is turning to us, addresses us, that we got something, that we grasped something, absorbed something. Let's carry on that way. We'll continue this way. It's good that we had an opportunity to have a workshop. I hope that our entire world, Kli 2, tried to somehow participate in it. 
and the material is in front of you you can read what's clear is what isn't isn't I remember that these are, this is something that I used to pry in in all of these letters and it became clearer, closer, even though that I don't understand the text, but somehow it's absorbed. Therefore, it's good to go over it again, read it again, alone even, without friends, and then with friends, however you can. Good luck to you, all the best, warm hug, and until the next lesson. Song. Thousands of years in the darkness we roam Chasing a whisper that's guiding us home So many miles searching for a sign To break free from these cages of time Is there some place beyond all the noise? 